Hello and welcome to this mini-podcast with me, Ian Welsh, reporting from the sessions at the first day of Innovation Forum's Sustainable Landscapes and Commodities Conference. The opening session reflected on the outcomes from the COP26 meetings in Glasgow and what they mean for landscapes, forests, nature and commodities. And generally, there was consensus that there was some real progress in Glasgow, particularly around the linking of different strands of tackling climate change, deforestation, the biodiversity crisis and the impact on indigenous communities. A number of interventions coalesced around the theme that nature, biodiversity and forests had rarely been such a central part of a COP with an acceptance that a holistic approach was going to be necessary to tackle the planetary emergency. The involvement of civil society in terms of the mobilisation of protesters was widely welcomed, and the sense that the negotiators were acutely aware that they were being held to account. On the other hand, the continued failure to meet the 2009 Copenhagen COP's annual target of $100 billion of climate financing, originally due by 2020, was picked up as an area of disappointment, as with a sense that this is all still too little too late, given the scale of the behaviour change necessary. While the leader's declaration in forest was welcome, less so was the almost immediate reaction of Brazil and Indonesia to declare that they wouldn't be bound by its halting deforestation commitments. As one contributor commented, the real measure of success from COP26 will be if the doubters will eventually be proved wrong. The session that focused on what transformational change means in practice for the key commodity landscapes was likewise a fascinating discussion. There were conversations around commitments and the fact that 2020 no deforestation commitments were not met, but some consensus that part of the reason was that smallholder farmers remain part of big brand value chains, which in itself is a good thing. They need to remain a key part of actually achieving no deforestation on any timeline. Reflecting some of the conversations from the earlier session, contributors agreed at the need for investment from consuming countries that helps replace livelihoods in producer countries and in likewise helping diversify economies, giving local communities the chance to develop different relationships with their forests. Government, business and civil society all have roles to play here. On regulation, a level playing field approach with strength and rules does provide the levers to drive change and encourage laggards to act, which they will do if they are faced losing access to markets as a consequence of not doing anything. The final session of the half day was a discussion about how evolving corporate procurement policies can deliver on targets. The contributors to the session agreed that the lines between procurement and sustainability are increasingly blurred and a mentally agile approach is required. As requirements and expectations from all stakeholders evolve, a process of continual review of policy, updating as often as every six months, if necessary, can help. There was consensus on the need for sensitive remediation thinking when a supplier indicates a willingness or desire to improve performance, with a sensible roadmap that enables the supplier to do what's necessary on a realistic timeline. There was also a call for more peer-to-peer collaboration, taking advantage of collective expertise and experience for the common good. On complex areas such as biodiversity, any tools that help clarify measurement are welcome. The overall theme of the day was, for me, was definitely the sense of the importance of engaging in biodiversity and a shift away from the debate all being about carbon and greenhouse gas emissions, critical though that is. Highlights coming up on day two include a frank debate on whether the priorities of business and campaign groups are diverging, featuring Glenn Horowitz, CEO of Mighty Earth, and Anna Terrell, Head of Environment at Tesco. We will also have a number of sessions considering the various challenges around landscape restoration, regenerative agriculture, and ecosystem services payments for farmers. And I'll be back with some reflection of those conversations at the same time ahead of the final day of the conference. Until then, I hope this mini roundup has been useful, and goodbye. <laughs>